0: You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Parkinson, and I'm here to help you sell more on your online store. Before we begin, I would love to pay respect and acknowledgement to the Palawa people of Lutruwita, who are the traditional owners of the land on which Unstoppable E-Commerce operates, and pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Today I am joined by Jess Rufus, owner of Clavosaurus, and we are talking all about how to get started with collaborating brand to brand so that you can create win-win opportunities for both of you. We're going to be talking about how to set yourself apart from the competition, how to create a great pitch and stand out, and how to make sure that it is a win-win for you, and how to reach your objectives with your collaborating. Jess also shares some of her favorite collaborations of all time, including a recent one with 7-Eleven and a beauty brand. Tune in to find out more. So Jess, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'll talk about collabs anytime. (laughs) Yeah,
0: fantastic. So for our audience that may not know or they might be new to collaborating, what exactly is it?
1: great question and I think the word collaboration gets thrown around in so many different contexts you know there's internal team collaboration there's influencer collaborations there's sponsorships and partnerships and there's a ton of different ways you can go around collaborating what I mean when I'm talking about brand collaborations is when two or more businesses come together do something really cool together and help each other grow in the process so that can typically look like anything from social media, competitions and giveaways or content series in collaboration with another brand. It can be limited edition product releases or gift with purchase type collabs, or it can be events and activations as well. It can really take so many different forms, but at the end of the day, it's all about businesses teaming up, doing something really cool and then helping each other grow by cross promoting into each other's audiences. I mean, collaborations are all about a win-win exchange of value and so if both brands come to the table with something awesome it can be like it doesn't have to cost a cent in terms of like cash money to tap into a whole new audience of people and and help each other grow too which is fantastic
0: Amazing. And what we're talking about then is is quite different to like an influencer, a brand hiring an influencer because you're talking about win-win rather than sort of paying someone to promote.
1: Yes, I would say influencer collaborations, I mean, that can take many different forms as well. There's gifting, there's influencer events, there's paid sponsored posts and things like that. But I would say more often than not, an influencer collaboration is more of a paid advertising strategy um, where you pay for placement and you pay for content creation. With brand to brand collaborations, you're often leveraging assets and resources and things that you already have available to you in business rather than, so so you're paying with currencies other than cash is what I like to say. So yeah, you're, you're still exchanging value, but it's not a straight, you know, cash on one side and deliverables on the other. It's deliverables on both sides and value on both sides too and that can be
0: such a great thing for maybe smaller businesses that just don't have that cash to sort of put into their marketing but they have yes. kind of the same target market as someone else that they can leverage each other's audience.
1: Exactly. And brand collaborations are up to 25 times cheaper than digital advertising, which is crazy. Amazing. So, so, so worth doing. And <laughs> okay, now
0: you've got everyone's attention. <laughs> So what are some of the other benefits of collaborations?
1: Well, I mean, you can use collaborations to achieve a number of different things, really. It depends on your marketing objectives. You can use them to... Increase web traffic or drive sales for your business, or you can use them to increase order value as well, or build your social media presence, or grow your podcast listenership. You can do it to get bums on seats at an event, or attract media attention as well. I mean, sometimes partnerships are that really fantastic news hook that can get a lot of media attention, which is fantastic. I hadn't thought about that. Yes. And then there's also like alignment as well and credibility. I mean, Collabosaurus, my business, we align. With Microsoft in 2020 for a big podcast partnership. And that alignment it in itself was just yeah, so valuable for us. Yeah, totally. So there's lots of different things. You can change brand perception, add credibility, grow your network as well, which some of my favorite friends in business started out as collaborators. But also at the end of the day, it's a marketing strategy, so it can tie back to a marketing goal around growth of your social media channels, your email lists, your web traffic, your sales, all of that can be impacted with collabs.
0: So if you wanna get started with a collaboration, really you just need to look for another company that's not a direct competitor, but has the same target market as you. So for instance, if you sell fashion accessories, think sunglasses or earrings, necklaces, jewelry, something like that, but you don't sell the actual clothes, you could collaborate with someone who does sell the clothes and I've seen this done really well with a few brands where they'll actually make a pair of earrings to match the dress company's dresses and then they're cross-promoting each other. So the jewelry company is promoting the dresses, the dress company is promoting the earrings and you don't even have to create a product specifically for them but if you can come up with an agreement that you're promoting each other's things, you're putting up a photo of both of your products, You can do it as a collaboration post so that way it's showing up on both of your instagram accounts for instance this is a great way that you can reach each other's audience it doesn't have to cost you anything but it can get you out in front of people that might not have seen your product before And it's a really great way also to get fresh content for your socials from both brands because you're able to show, you know, your product with another product and how it might be able to be paired. So think about if you're not in fashion, you know, other ways that you might be able to do this. Are there other complementary products to yours that you could reach out to people with other brands like that and see if you can do a collaboration together? So, tell me, what's one of your favourite brand collaborations you've seen other than the ones you've been in? Are there any that you've gone? That's such a cool mix.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. I've got a few. Can I have a top three for the podcast? Yeah. Okay. We'll leave you three. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the first one would probably be the one that happens every year around the holiday season with Mecca and the National Gallery of Victoria. So, they team up and um, every year they release limited edition holiday packaging in collaboration with an artist selected by the National Gallery of Victoria. And they Mm -hmm. hero this artist they basically bring this young emerging artist into the spotlight into mainstream consumer beauty you know which is just so so beautiful and this packaging is like collectible it's stunning so I love that collab and that continues to be valuable for both brands again and again every single year
0: so good for the artists, so good for the, the gallery, but also like everyone's going to want to buy
1: that because yes, it's limited edition. it drives edition. sales. Exactly oh, right. So um, And it's in-store experience as well. They deck out the stores with the artworks, which is so cool.
0: That's really cool. I'm going to keep an eye out for that one.
1: So, yeah, that's my number one. The one just came out two, couple of days ago, three days ago, a couple of days ago, Ooh, which was Seven Eleven and Adore Beauty.
0: <laughs> so, oh, that's odd mixed. What are they up to?
1: And you know what? The random ones get the most attention and talkability and they've had so much media, so much social, ah, so much reach has gone behind this campaign. I've had people say to me, I've never even heard of Adore Beauty before this collab. You know, it just goes to... it's bizarre, but you can Google it and have a little look after the podcast. But essentially 7-Eleven released this very beautifully packaged coffee scrub that they released for $1, which is a brand play on their dollar coffee. Uh And um, it's a bit of, I mean, I thought it was April Fool's to begin with, but then what (laughs) they've done is if you spend $20 at Adore Beauty, then you can add this coffee scrub to your cart for a dollar. And it was just, very fun and playful. They did a lot with it that was very clever. And the reach off the back of that campaign is like that kind of marketing opportunity doesn't come around every day. And both brands have just seriously benefited from that. So that's fun too.
0: Amazing. And, you know, we talk a bit about lost leaders. So obviously they're not making much money on the dollar product, but Now, so many people know about the brand. They could try all their other products. I love that. Yeah.
1: And in the scheme of things, I mean, that's pretty cheap marketing, you know. Yeah. And then number three would be Airbnb and Barbie. So those two teamed up. Did you see that one?
0: I saw the bluey one, but I haven't seen the Barbie one. Similar
1: concept. So they decked out this Malibu mansion to be like Barbie's Malibu Dreamhouse, that (laughs) toy from the 90s. And it sold out because it was targeting, you know, like our generation, yeah. (laughs) like we had had Barbies when we were younger and now we're all grown up and, yeah, it's that nostalgic awesome play, that modern brand aligning with that nostalgic legacy brand. They really were able to help each other in that way and they got so much reach from that campaign as well and it was just so beautifully done.
0: (laughs) Amazing. I recently saw they did one with Bluey but they got a lot of backlash because it was only available for one night. So they spent all of this money to make this house look like Bluey's house like to the letter like it was amazing and it was available for one family for maybe one or two nights but like only the one booking and it was just first in best dress and everyone else was like you know you could sell this out for years everyone
1: wants to book but no. Only one person that's was a allowed shame. That's a bit of an opportunity missed, I think.
0: Yeah, so that, you can quite get it with that one, but um, I'm going to have to Google the Barbie to see what it was like because the Bluey one was insane.
1: The Barbie one I think was available for a little bit longer. It was like months and months, but it booked out straight yeah, away like everyone I, had I grabbed it. can
0: imagine. It. <laughs> well, they said it took two years to do the Bluey house, so they spent two years doing it up to rent it out for one night. I was like, yeah, that doesn't really make sense. No. But I'm definitely going to check out the Barbie. Okay. What about the other end of collaborations? I've heard, and I think we've all heard about sort of disaster collaborations gone wrong. Maybe one party hasn't come quite to the party with what their agreement was and things like that. How can brands protect themselves?
1: Great question. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of different elements to this and it depends what aspect of brand partnerships and collaborations you really want to safeguard yourself <laughs> with? I would say, depending on the type of collaboration, I mean, if it's a small-scale, quick social media type thing, you wouldn't need a contract. However, yeah. in most other cases, you should get a contract in place. And a contract doesn't have to be scary or really expensive, or you know, pages and pages. A written long th- agreement, really. A written yeah. agreement. You can use something like an MOU, which is a memorandum of understanding, or a joint marketing agreement. Um, um, oh, both of those we have templates of on Collaborosaurus. If you want, we've perfect. worked with a legal partner to customize that to brand collaboration specifically. So that's quite good. But essentially, at the end of the day, I think it comes down to communication, making sure everything's in writing, your objectives are communicated at the at the front of that conversation yeah. and you know what they want to achieve they know what you want to achieve and you're actually building an execution plan that will help you both achieve what you set out to yeah, achieve I you know that. it's funny I feel like how... a
0: lot of things fall over because of that lack of communication exactly and, you'd be and, oh, I assumed they knew that they would do this for me and they do this like don't assume
1: <laughs> never assume exactly i know communication's key
0: awesome Okay, how can people go about finding brands to collaborate with? So obviously, Calavasaurus is a big one. Uh, How do you kind of say, say, I get on there, first time user? How do I find a brand that I think would be a good fit for me? Like, what makes it a good fit?
1: Yes. So
0: 7-Eleven and, you know, <laughs> I never would have picked that. But So what can they be looking for to sort of find that perfect match and swipe right for?
1: Yeah, so there's two ways if you wanted to get started with Calabasaurus that I'd recommend doing. The first way is to get matched up against brands which will like serve you up brands that are aligned in terms of industry space, they're in the right location, they're looking for things that you can help them with and vice versa, Yeah, the target markets are aligned. That's really important too. You want to be reaching audiences that are likely customers of yours and yeah. vice versa so things like that are important but that's as easy as creating a listing which is free to do um will ask you questions about what your target market looks like what you want to achieve from a marketing standpoint what you could potentially offer in a collaboration and then it'll match make you up with other brands on the platform so immediately you'll be able to see who might be a good fit from a location industry space target market and marketing goals kind of perspective
0: so we're looking for someone that has the same target market as us. Yes.
1: As similar as possible. Yes. But the algorithm will do all that work for you. So that's good. And then the second way you can um, have a little play around with it is on the homepage. There's a little section called featured opportunities, and this updates every two weeks with a fresh 10 brands that we hero and feature that you can submit interest in collaborating with without having a listing. So without oh. matching with them. And often these are larger opportunities with, you know, we've got like Marley Spoon is up there at the moment. So if you wanted to submit interest in collaborating with them, you just click Marley Spoon, select I'm interested, fill out a few like a mini questionnaire, and then you've immediately gotten in front of the decision maker at Marley Spoon who's interested in collaborating.
0: Amazing. So we don't normally do like big and everyone listening would know we don't often promote on the show. But what I love about Clubosaurus and what you guys do is you take away that whole guessing game of like, how do I get in front of the right people? How do I find the right person to email or to message? Or like, how do I just go in cold and they're not going to write back? Whereas you can just jump on your site and there's these huge brands that people may not have ever been able to connect with, ready and waiting to actually collaborate with.
1: Yeah, exactly. You already know what they're looking for and you know what, like, you know that they're interested, you know, before you even reach out.
0: So it takes away that whole cold call aspect, which I think puts a lot of people off. You know, we've all had that um, DM in the Instagram slide in that goes, you'd be a great partner for us. And it's like
1: (laughs) DM to collab. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ban that, please. Uh, No more.
0: (laughs) Okay. So say that I jump on, I make myself a profile what can I do to stand out from the crowd? And also like if somebody's not using Clubasaurus, maybe they're just going to reach out to somebody they really want to work with. Like how do they not go to spam and how do they make themselves (laughs) look good or have a good like Tinder slash Clubasaurus (laughs) profile?
1: Sure. So I would say I'm going to start with the flip side of that question with if you're reaching out cold without Clubasaurus. So if you're reaching out cold on email to somebody or on LinkedIn to somebody, I think personalization is just so key. I cannot tell you how many pictures I receive that are copied and pasted yeah. blanket. You know, they clearly haven't even Googled Calabasaurus or Googled our podcast or whatever. Hey, and you've got picturing... a great dinosaur brand. Would you like to? <laughs> <laughs> seriously, seriously. So yeah, it's amazing how few pictures we receive are actually personalized. So do your research, spend 10 minutes quickly checking out, you know, their latest Instagram and social media activity to see what they're up to. You know, if they've just moved offices mention that say hey, congratulations the on the new going, office yes. immediately that stands out as a pitch it, it- does it goes a long way um the second thing i would say to do is um definitely make use of linkedin to find the right person to reach out to for sure um and don't be afraid of following up i had a Mm. um my first job in the industry was in public relations so which was very devil wears prada (laughs) (laughs) experience but you can't be afraid of the follow-up the deals close and you get the responses off the back of a follow-up so be prepared to follow up don't think that sending one email and not getting a response is the end of the conversation definitely not
0: oh look people are busy hey and quite often I'm like oh yeah must get back to that person and then life gets in the way you know exactly and if they don't follow up they're probably lost to my terrible memory. Um, but if they do a follow up people, oh yes, totally I wanted to work with you. I just haven't got around to actually writing back yet. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, exactly.
1: Follow up. So they'd probably be my tips if you're reaching out in cold. And if you're using Calabosaurus, I think imagery is really important. I mean, it's just like um, I kind of relate it to a dating <laughs> at, like analogy a lot, but I mean, if no people are swiping, is. yeah, if people are swiping right and scrolling through their list of matches, images really have that power to stand, power out. To stand yeah. out. So, pick a eye-catching image for sure, just like you would on a website or Instagram post. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is your value offering. So, this will make more sense once you get to the website on page yeah. three and create your listing. But it'll basically ask you, what could you offer in a brand collaboration? And often small businesses are sitting on a goldmine of value. They just don't know how to articulate it or communicate it. So yeah. Collabasaurus helps with that. It's basically check boxes and drop downs So if you go, yeah, I would be happy to promote out a partnership on Instagram, for example. I'd be happy yeah. to create a blog post on this. It prompts you to think about, oh, I could offer content creation. I could offer, you know, copywriting or I could offer web traffic reach or footage traffic, if I have a retail store, things like that, are like extras that you can offer.
0: So don't discount the value that you can bring another brand um, just because you're smaller. So if you're starting out and you're smaller, no doubt there's somebody else in a similar situation. Quite often, although your audience might be smaller than some really big brands out there, they're generally more engaged than some of the big accounts that have heaps of following, but no one actually commenting or doing anything. So team up with someone the same size as you, team up with someone bigger than you, you know, reach higher and just really play on the value that you can bring them because it's not just about the number or the size of your account. It's all about that value and what you can add and contribute for that brand and what they can do for you as well. I heard Corbin from Three Warriors, he grew his following Like, really quickly using collaboration competitions. So, he'd get together with other brands.
1: Yeah, he's used to Yes.
0: (laughs) He would always go after bigger brands. And I think there's a lot of people think, oh, they're not going to work with me because I'm smaller. I'm like, remember I interviewed him for the podcast. I'm like, so how did you get those brands to work with you? And his simple answer was, I asked. Yeah. Like, you've just got to put yourself out there and actually, you know, if you're on Clavosaurus or if you're doing it cold, actually don't be afraid to reach out to those bigger brands because you, like you say, don't quite realize just how much you've got to offer.
1: Absolutely. And small businesses can be agile. You can move so quickly compared to the big guys. I mean, if you want to do a social media competition, yes, I could do that tomorrow if I wanted to, but if I wanted to do that with a huge global brand, it might take months to pull off. So yeah, you're sitting on more value than you might think.
0: Amazing. Okay. Lastly, how can we make sure that these collaborations are a win-win for both?
1: So I would absolutely start with, I think a lot of people start with brand collaborations thinking, what's my big idea? What's my big creative thing that I'm going to do? Is it going to be a limited edition product? And that's actually a mistake, I would say, in my opinion. You want to start with your marketing objective, just like how you do any marketing strategy, your Facebook ads or whatever. What do I want to get out of this? What do I want to get out of it? Exactly. And then if it's email list growth, for example, then your entire collaboration, who you partner with, how that's executed is dictated by that marketing goal. So that would be the biggest thing I would say, start with an objective in mind. And the next thing would be, you know, find a partner that helps you meet that objective for sure, but then also just You know, go back to that win-win value exchange. You never want to... It's not a successful collaboration if you leave that collaboration feeling taken advantage of at all. Um, It's not successful. That's not a collaboration if one, one brand's winning and the other is not. So it's all about the value exchange. Yes, it's currencies other than cash, but see if you can quantify those currencies as much as possible. You know, Mm. um, if you're getting reach for that brand in front of your community, what's that actually worth from a dollar perspective? And doing that for your value offering as well as their value offering will help you weigh up is this equal or is this unequal, you know, in terms of the value exchange? And that might help you with negotiations and ensuring it's a fair deal. But I would also just trust your gut. You know, your gut tells you a lot in business. You can't discount that. Listen to your gut throughout a deal and I think that'll guide you.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing so many nuggets of gold with us today. I think anyone that hasn't done collaborating before might be quite excited to start after this. There is so much that you can get out of it and such an easy way to start. You can head along. Uh, we'll link up your website in our show notes so that everyone can click through. Uh, where else can people find you if they want to follow the brand?
1: Oh, you can find me. If you can spell "collaborators." you can <laughs> find me anywhere. <laughs> so uh, we've got two podcast channels as well. If you're interested in, in a bunch of marketing and partnership and collaboration tips, um, that's called Stop, Collaborate, and Listen. I love that. Um, and we also. Your names are on. <laughs> Give it a bit of vanilla ice. <laughs> um, and then we have, so collabosaurus.com is definitely a great place to go. Feel free to find me on LinkedIn at Jessica Rufus or um, Instagram at Calabasaurus.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're looking to sell more on your online store, be sure to check out my signature program, Ecom Igniter. You can find out more at ecomigniter.com.